listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. Here, these are conversations that will differentiate you from your competition. Now, if you don't want to be different than your competition, probably should just go ahead and shut this off. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Like when we audit the mod and get and do the mod master and and give them the actionable items that they can that they can do in order to lower their cost of risk. This is Power Producers Shop Talk. Production redefined. Reasonable and what wasn't. And and I think that you know, that's, that's spot on. And, you know, these people that we're talking with don't necessarily understand what their exposures are and what they can even do about them, um, you know, when they're uncovered. So I, I do like that what we're able to provide is something tangible, action items that they can do. Are you ready to feel the power? Hey, everybody. Welcome to Power Talk. I don't, know what episode, I don't even know what episode it is anymore, man. That's how many freaking shop talks we've done. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I want to say somewhere in the neighborhood of like 29, 29-ish. It, it, it's in those 20s. It doesn't really matter. The content's good on all of them, so everybody <laughs> can hear everything we have to say. But today, today we're going to talk about why producers should not sell themselves short. I think this is something that, insurance people as well as just salespeople in general do all the time, man. I actually put a blog post out about this yesterday, but you know, I think sometimes we're so worried about getting somebody to agree with us or give us the order or whatever else that we sell ourselves short. And I'm going to give you an example. And it starts with the phones, right? Call somebody up on the phone and Hey, Mr. Decision Maker, this is David from Florida Risk Partners. I know you weren't expecting my call, so I promise to be brief, right? That's what we've been taught to do Mm -hmm. on the phones. We want to acknowledge that these people weren't expecting us, and we're going to assure them. that they're doing something other than sitting around waiting for us to call. Yeah, but the problem is we look like whores. Like, what about our time? How valuable is our time? And I think one of the things that, you know, one of the tweaks that I've made and, and I've talked to other people who have made this, you know, little minor tweak to improve results. You got to put a value on your time. You can't be subservient in the prospecting process. I'm not saying you got to be a jerk, but one little tweak. And now all of a sudden the message is completely different. And quite honestly, it reinsure, reassures that person even more that it's going to be a brief call. And it goes like this. Hey, uh, Ms. Decision Maker, this is David at Florida Risk Partners. I know you weren't expecting my call, so I promise to be brief. And honestly, I've only got a minute myself, so I want to get through this as painlessly as we can. Mm-hmm. I've said something in the past too, you know, I, I, I'm busy as well or something like that. Because, I mean, that used to always be an objection that that we would get um, really, really in anything that I've done. But I, I would hear it a ton selling the office supplies from the decision maker. Look, I'm busy. I don't have time to deal with this. Look, I'm busy too. I've got 30 other of your neighbors to go talk to, you know, and it's two o'clock. Yeah, so, you think I want to camp out here and, and, yeah. and talk to you all day? You look boring, dude. Look at your right. lobby. Yeah. Looks like my grandma's living room. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, no, but I mean, I think I think that also carries over, though, because that happens in meetings, too. But I think you set the tone on the phone. So if you can yeah. go back and you can gently do it that way. But I've seen it happen too many times when people get into the meeting and it's boom, to just start getting grilled. Or it could happen over the phone if that decision maker decides, you know what, let's have the conversation now. And they're asking you a million questions. And a lot of times they're even more alpha than that. It's like, hey, I just I'm a, I'm sizing you up to see if you're somebody I would do business with. Yeah. Well, here's a fun fact. So am I. Right. I mean, I can't tell you probably I, more than fingers I have on my two hands in meetings that I've been in where somebody decides they're going to read me the riot act, you know, asking me a bunch of questions about who do you represent? How long have you been in the industry? What's your experience level? I mean, just boom, boom, boom. And look, they're absolutely warranted to do that, right? Mm -hmm. But if you go into a meeting where you're trying to get to a point where you're trying to get a deal done, it can't be one-sided and you need to hurry up and write that ship as quickly as you can. And so my standard, and I, I can't even tell you, like I said, it's been probably over a dozen times over the course of my career where I've had to do this. And it's on a middle market account that's got a little bit of meat to it. So you have to have a set. Like you can't just... You, you can't just rattle off what I'm about to tell you and, and expect it to work every time. Sometimes people are going to get irritated with you and they're going to dismiss you from the meeting. Okay, well, that's fine. You probably were going to do that at some point down the road anyhow because – Might as well not waste either more of our time at this point. Yeah, right. And so what I'm, what I'm saying is when I go into a meeting like that and somebody – you know, after about the fifth question where – you know, they're asking me about my qualifications or who else I represent or any of this other stuff. I just, I just look at him and say, listen, I, I just want to make sure you understand. Just take your shirt uh, off. Yeah. I take my <laughs> shirt off first, but no, I mean, I, I look at him and I say, I, I just want to make sure you understand that this is actually a, a two way interview. You know I mean? I, I know you want to know about my qualifications and I'm sure that as we get through this conversation, you're going to realize that I do know what I'm talking about and I should be uh, considered to represent your firm. But, I also want to make sure you understand I got a few questions of my own, you know, mm -hmm. and part of this part of this initial meeting is for me to validate the re research we've done that we are going to be able to help you. And you are somebody uh, that it would make sense for us to work with and kind of, quite honestly, that you're going to be a good fit for my firm. And I mean, I've talked about it before. You can you can look at that any number of ways. But I mean, if you followed some of the stuff that has been put out. It goes back to what I say. Anytime I go into a prospect appointment, and I'm not talking about you know, somebody calls on the phone and needs a quick auto quote or mm -hmm. whatever else. Because I mean, guys, you need to understand something. Not 100% of what we do is middle market. We do get right. call-ins. We do have, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about my intentional business that I'm going after. Mm -hmm. You know, when when I walk in there, I want to validate. I've, I've done my research. I've, I, I know what I should be walking into. And I want to validate that everything that I've figured out is correct. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and I, th I think that conversation is, is a case by case scenario. You're not going to have that, like you said, a conversation with with every single person you're sitting in front of. But there are going to be situations that call for it, and you got to go about it in 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 the right way, like you said, without making them, you know, uh, seem like you're standoffish. Right, and I mean, part of it has to do with the fact, from my perspective, because we visit the sick, it, it's not as much about. True operational things and all of that is I am, I just need to know that you're on board with this. I need to make sure that you are going to dedicate the resources necessary to That's be able to point. pull this off. You know, yep. it, it's not like, Hey, I'm looking to fire you right away, but you know, going in and, and, and putting loss control in and risk management processes and stuff, 
isn't something that you're just going to wave a wand and have happen. This is something that takes time and it's going to take some dedication and resources from that prospect in order for you to be able to do what you need to do. Because the last thing you want to do is go in soft handed in the meeting, you know, agree with everything they say, close the deal. And now you can't get anything done because they had no clue what was expected of them or, you know, they just thought they were going to push you over because you were pushed over through the process to this point. Yeah. And I mean, that's now you're no different than their current representation. So it's like, what did we bring you in here for? You've got to set those expectations on, on, on the front end. And I think we've talked about that a number of times that in order for a relationship to work effectively, you, you, you've got to do that and have clear expectations about what you plan on doing, when it's going to get done and how you're going to do it. If you do those things, then you're not going to run into that situation. Yeah, I agree. I think that those are two areas where producers easily fall into the trap, right? Because you What's got that, the expectations. No, no, both of the first two that we talked about with oh. the phones and then in the meeting. And the reason why is because here you are, man, you've got your audience. So yeah. you want to do everything you can to try and cater to them. Guys, you have to set the table for what the relationship's going to look like from the long term right at the very beginning. And I know that it's tough to understand and and not necessarily understand, but it's a different thought process to think that way. But think about it this way. If you do that, you're setting the table to bring somebody into your book that knows what the rules are from the beginning, Mm -hmm. that has a connection to how you've presented yourself and they understand what your overall objective is. And that makes way more sense than doing the old switcheroo at the last minute. The last place that I think producers really screw the pooch, honestly, is and it goes back. I mean, God, I mean, we probably talked about this 20 times. It's they're they're selling on price. They're not selling yeah. on a value proposition, right? They're they're going in, they're quoting the business, they're wanting to, to try and win based on whatever insurance product they can get priced most competitively and get in front of them. And that's just a train wreck. I mean, that mm-hmm. that is. You, you are waiting for disaster, right? And that's why when people look at close rates, they're like, oh, I closed 50% of the accounts that I quote. Well, that's, that's great, man. Johnny quoter. Mm-hmm. You know, is that what you want to do? I closed 99% of the accounts that I call on because I'm not quoting to get the business. Right. And I don't say that arrogantly by any stretch. It's just a different way of looking at it. And I don't have time to sit and do a bunch of submissions. And more importantly, I value the relationship that I have with our underwriters way too much to waste their time on that stuff. I mean, yeah, I can tell you this. One of the things that I've looked at going into 2021, and we've made some decisions operationally to where we're going to get away from as much busy work as we can is, you know, we decided we're going to bring color cover wallet into the agency. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are probably surprised to hear that, but I got to tell you something, man, I've spent some time with these guys and I don't want to not do small business, but I want to do small business right. And I want to do it to where we can make more money off of it. Yeah. It eats up more of our time. It's it's crazy. I mean, the, 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 the small business stuff eats up so much of our time as compared to the, to the middle market between servicing, quoting, going back and forth, all that stuff. It's like, it's crazy. No, it's it's stupid is what it is. It's stupid for me to take time to work on a $5,000 account. If I have a $500,000 account sitting on my desk, but that being said, that small business, I wouldn't mind having that revenue too, as long as I'm not wasting a bunch of time. So when you bring a tool in like that, where you can go online and get quotes from multiple carriers that you can then go in, clean up, bind and everything else, not to mention the fact they have a section where they give us leads. 
Hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can have one dedicated person that I can hire. And as long as I manage how much I'm paying them in hourly rate versus what we're bringing in in revenue, mm-hmm. that's a no brainer at that point. So right. I, I'm pretty, pretty pumped to see how this is going to work out. I know I'm putting myself out there right now by, by letting everybody know that's what we're going to do. But we, we had talked briefly before about using that uh, Hiscox portal on a different episode. Yeah. And uh, it was the James Jenkins episode of, of regular power producers. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's great, but why not do the same thing and have like access to right a bunch of carriers, right? Yeah, exactly. And you know, I understand that it affects us from a volume commitment standpoint, but that's not really where we're driving our business to our carrier partners, anyhow. So that's just one of the things, but you know, not to get too far off track, I'm I'm just kind of excited about the fact we're gonna be able to write a little small business now easily. I, I do want to say that you know when the, when people are going in to compete on the insurance piece, you're setting yourself up for disaster. I mean, we've talked about the common denominator being insurance. We've talked about selling on price, not on value, and all of these other things. But listen, guys, if you're going to invest in yourself in 2021, if you're going to make a difference in how you go out and you do business and you want to be best in class, you need to start looking at how much you value your own time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think psychologically, we go out and we get in front of people that we shouldn't uh, because we get attention. And so we seek more of that and we think we see an opportunity there. Mm-hmm. And then when we write business, you know, we'll write whatever comes down the road because we feel like we're bringing revenue in and that's a temporary band aid to sort of make us feel good about ourselves. The, the problem is, you know, like we talked about before, it's not profitable business if you're using your actual in-house service people to service it and you're using your in-house service people to quote it and handle mm-hmm. all of that. You just can't do that. So I would challenge everybody to look at you know what your value proposition is. What is your personal value proposition and how much is your time worth in 2021? And then go from there and, and fine tune it. But don't sell yourself short. Go in there like the professional that you are and establish that your time is equally as valuable Mm -hmm. that you're every bit as qualified as you need to be and then stay in your lane and don't get distracted. If you have things like small business, use somebody like cover wallet to help you streamline that process. If you are leaving money on the table because you're not having the life insurance conversation because you don't want to have to deal with it, but you have the license. Talk to somebody like Highland Capital about buy sell agree, you know, doing buy sell agreements through them and term life and all of that. Because here's what I know: I got a nice check from Highland Capital in the mail this week. I didn't do anything at all to get it, mm-hmm. other than I made the introduction. They right. did all the work. So for me, I'm not going to sit here and like count the pennies in my hand. Oh, but but I only got seventy percent or eighty percent instead of ninety five or a hundred or whatever you know first year term so literally are. none of your time which is more valuable than those pennies that you have in your hand correct and I think that's where there's a big breakdown in processing yeah that thought is hey sometimes it's easier to make a little less but do nothing to get a little less than it is to you know work your rear end off quoting business only to find out somebody came in and cut your price by five hundred bucks mm-hmm. and that person left you you know, mm-hmm. so that's, that's the thing, man, value your time, know what's up. That's all I have to say. I can't really get into any more about that. No, pretty straightforward. It's a mindset. You've got to, you've got to be in that mindset that your time is just as valuable as the people that you're meeting with. And and when you do that, it just kind of exudes off of you. 
You don't yeah, even I have think, to do anything specifically. It's just, it, it just naturally, they understand by the way that you carry yourself. I think part of it too is a confidence issue. People right. lack self-confidence, right? I mean, I talk to people all the time. I don't, I don't, I've never written an account more than $5,000. You sure I can go in and do the middle market? I don't know. Are you sure you can go in and do the middle market? It's not a matter of what I think. I know you can do it. It's up it's to you mindset. to figure that out. All right, man. We need to wrap this up. It's yep. a Friday episode of the Shop Talk. See ya. See ya. been listening to power producers shop talk you can follow us at the power producers podcast on facebook and instagram and if you want to take your game to the next level check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book the extra two minutes